Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled Stepping Stones.
To be the President of the United States requires that you're at least 35, a naturally born citizen, and a resident for at least the previous 14 years. There is no military obligation. However, of the 44 United States presidents, remember Grover Cleveland served two non-consecutive terms. There were 26 who had military service and saw action. Of course, every grade school child would immediately think of General George Washington. But how about Major James Monroe and Major General Andrew Jackson? The 19th century conflicts would see Captain John Tyler, Major General Zachary Taylor, Major Mallard Fillmore, Brigadier General Franklin Pierce, Captain Abraham Lincoln, Brigadier General Andrew Johnson, General Ulysses S. Grant, Major General Rutherford B. Hayes, Major General James Garfield, Brigadier General Chester Arthur, Brigadier General Benjamin Harrison, and Major William McKinley. The 20th century leaders included Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, Colonel Harry S. Truman, General Dwight D. Eisenhower, Lieutenant John F. Kennedy, Commander Lyndon B. Johnson, Commander Richard Nixon, Lieutenant Commander Gerald Ford, Lieutenant Jimmy Carter, and Lieutenant George H. W. Bush. Captain Ronald Reagan and Lieutenant George W. Bush served stateside and never saw action. Since the president is the military commander-in-chief, it seems fitting when a president has a background in military experience to lead the greatest nation's armed forces. This Veterans Day, we extend our heartfelt thanks to all those who have served our country, from private to supreme commander, you have made this country great. Listen now as Bill Burkett Sr. and Bill Burkett Jr. and Chuck and Don Grable sing this beautiful song, Peace Like a River. Peace is in my soul. Peace is flowing in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river in my soul. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river in my soul. In my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got love like a river. I've got love like a river. I've got love like a river in my soul. In my 
You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite you to join us today for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. This morning, I'll bring the message entitled, The True Gospel. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. We trust that you'll join us as we close out the day with the message entitled, Adam's Sin. The leaves are falling, and soon it'll be time for the Ball Brothers concert here at the Altoona Bible Church. The concert will be on Saturday, December the 14th at 6 p.m. There is no charge for tickets. However, a free will offering will be taken. Please join us for an evening of God-honoring music that will lift your spirits and help you focus on the true meaning of the Christmas season. Listen now as Buddy Hand and Jeremy Hetrick play for us in the trumpets this beautiful song entitled, My Savior's Love Medley.
the Medal of Honor was created during the American Civil War and is the highest military decoration presented by the United States government to a member of its armed forces. The recipient must have distinguished themselves the risk of their own life above and beyond the call of duty in action against an enemy of the United States. Due to the nature of this medal, it is commonly presented posthumously. The President of the United States, in the name of the United States Congress, has awarded more than 3,520 medals of honor, including 19 second awards to the nation's soldiers and sailors and airmen, Marines and Coast Guardmen since the Declaration creation in 1861. The first Army Medal of Honor was awarded to Private Jacob Parrott during the American Civil War for his role in the Great Locomotive Chase. The first African-American recipient for the award was William Harvey Carney, who despite being shot in the face, shoulders, arms, and legs, refused to let the American flag touch the ground. The only female Medal of Honor recipient is Mary Edwards Walker, a Civil War surgeon. Her medal was rescinded in 1917 along with many other non-combat awards, but it was restored by President Jimmy Carter in 1977. Since 1918, the law states that the recipients must be serving in the United States Armed Forces at the time of performing a valorous act that warrants the award, although exceptions have been made. For example, Charles Lindbergh, while a reserve member of the United States Army Air Corps, received his Medal of Honor as a civilian pilot. Although Medals of Honor can only be awarded to members of the United States Armed Forces, being a U.S. citizen is not a prerequisite for eligibility to receive the medal. 61 Canadians who were serving the United States Armed Forces have received the Medal of Honor. Most received it for actions in the American Civil War. Since 1900, only four have been awarded to Canadians. In the Vietnam War, Peter C. Lemon was the only Canadian-born recipient of the Medal of Honor. However, he was a U.S. citizen. Although many of us would like to believe that we would act heroically in very intense situations of war, most likely we will never find out. But to those men and women who have faced danger and death every day while guarding and protecting us, we thank you. Listen now as Lucinda Richardson sings this beautiful song entitled, This Is Where Amazing Happens. Yet in this place 
place of weakness is where miracles begin. Just watch and see the dead can live again. This is where amazing happens. This is where God steps in. This is the place where broken dreams can live again. When you're to the Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the Five Mysteries of the Apostle Paul. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 and verse 5. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, and is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. 
One of the dictionary definitions of mystery is a novel, short story, play, or film whose plot involves a crime or other event that remains puzzling, unsettled unto the very end. This is not the biblical definition of the word mystery. The word mystery means kept secret until it is revealed, a hidden thing, a secret. This specific Greek word appears 27 times in the New Testament. In 20 of those times, it is used in the Pauline epistles. Here's an example of understanding the the word secret. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream in Daniel chapter number 2. None of his Babylonians, Chaldeans, magicians could make known the dream or the interpretation. It is commonly interpreted as the forgotten dream that somehow King Nebuchadnezzar had forgotten the dream and he could not reveal the dream to his wise men. He did not forget the dream. He was putting his wise men to a simple test. He wanted them to tell him the dream so he would know the interpretation would be correct and accurate. His wise men insisted that King Nebuchadnezzar tell them the dream so that they could give him the interpretation. King Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with these individuals that he had but one verdict. A decree went forth that all these wise men should be slain. This would have also included Daniel and his three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Daniel and his friends then turned and they prayed to God. They prayed concerning this secret that they would not perish with the rest of the wise men. Daniel chapter 2 verse 19 says, And then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, and then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel then told King Nebuchadnezzar that his wise men, it would have been impossible for them to have made known this dream. But there's a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Daniel chapter 2 verse 22 and Daniel chapter 2 verse 28. God revealed to Daniel the secret, the mystery concerning Nebuchadnezzar's dream. But what he did not make known to Daniel was the mystery concerning the church, the body of Jesus Christ. The church, the body of Christ, was a mystery until it was revealed to the Apostle Paul. There are five specific mysteries connected with the Apostle Paul. The mystery of the church, the body of Christ, Ephesians chapter 3 We see this in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 down through verse number 6. Verse 3 and 4 state how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote a four and a few words, whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. The mystery was not made known in times past. God did not reveal this mystery, this secret to anyone except the Apostle Paul. And the mystery is not that Gentiles should be saved. That's no mystery. As some of the Old Testament prophets spoke of the Gentiles being saved, but through the nation of Israel. Ephesians 3, 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Clearly, the Old Testament prophets never spoke about a body with Jews and Gentile as joint heirs. The Old Testament prophets spoke of a coming king, a kingdom that will be centered in Jerusalem. The mystery of the blindness of Israel, Romans chapter 11, verse 25. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. 
During the present dispensation of grace, the nation of Israel has been blinded and set aside. God is not dealing with a particular nation, but rather with individuals. The mystery of the blindness was revealed only and through the Apostle Paul. It was not revealed by Old Testament prophets or during the earthly ministry of Christ or even during the early chapters of the book of Acts. Look at some of these verses of Scripture. Daniel chapter number 9, verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and thy holy city. Thy people, the people of Daniel, was the nation of Israel. The holy city was the city of Jerusalem. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Don't go to the Samaritans or to the Gentiles, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew fifteen twenty four. Christ's response to disciples concerning the Gentile woman. I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. On the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 14, you men of Israel, verse 22, you men of, of Judea in verse 14, you men of Israel in verse 22, and Acts 2.36 Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly. Yet amazing many theologians still believe the church, the body of Christ began in Acts 2 while Paul excuse me, while Peter is addressing the nation of Israel. Peter's second Pentecostal address Acts 3.25 You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant. Verse 26 unto you first. It is very clear and evident that whether in the Old Testament during the earthly ministry of Christ or in the early chapters of Acts, the nation of Israel had not been blinded and set aside. God was still dealing with them. The nation of Israel was not blinded and set aside under the middle chapters of Acts. Acts 13. Has God forever cast away his people? No. No, God forbid. The Altoona Bible Church absolutely rejects the unscriptural teaching of replacement theology. The church, the body of Christ, is not spiritual Israel, and the Abrahamic and the Davidic and the New Covenants will not and are not spiritually being fulfilled through the church, the body of Christ. Israel will be restored as a nation following the fulfillment of the dispensation of grace. The Old Testament prophecies concerning the day of the Lord, the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, the time of Jacob's trouble, the second coming of Christ, the king and the kingdom will all be one day literally fulfilled. What do we need to do as believers? We need to be studying God's word. We need to be rightly dividing God's truth to understand as God intended. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, please trust him right now, right where you're at, before it is eternally too late in your life. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Yes,